This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolot Sami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. This weekend on America's Roundtable, we are honored to be joined by Barbara Opal Rome, a 35-year veteran of the print and broadcast media. Barbara established the Israel Bureau of Defense News in 1999. In January 2017, she created Strictly Security, an hour-long weekly show on defense, technology, and strategic affairs, which airs internationally on the I-24 News Network from Israel. She retired from her role as executive editor and host of the show in June 2019 and is working on a new major project. She's an alumna of the Jerusalem Post. This weekend, she is joining us from Israel. Barbara, it is our great honor to have you join us on America's Roundtable, and welcome. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you, Natasha and Joe, and it's a privilege to be on this um, uh, wonderful initiative, this America's Roundtable. Thank you so much, Barbara. Uh, Barbara, Israel Treaty with United Arab Emirates was announced on August 13, 2020. Uh, President Trump's chief advisor, Jared Kushner, said that the U.S. brokered Israel-UAE peace treaty represents a massive change for the Middle East. This is the first peace deal in the Middle East in the last 27 years, and the international community has welcomed it, while Palestinians, Iran, and Turkey have denounced it. Barbara, what are your thoughts about this deal in advancing peace and stability in the Middle East? Well, Natasha, it's definitely a welcome agreement with huge geopolitical significance. I just have to clarify that this is not a peace treaty because uh, Israel and the UAE were never at war. And it's not a full and formal peace that uh, the White House has, and even uh, the Prime Minister's office here in Israel have, uh, have uh, described it as, but it's rather a normalization deal and an agreement to devise a roadmap towards establishing a true bilateral relationship. And that is really, really welcome. As you well know, the... Uh, ties between Israel and the UAE were probably the most fortified over the years, uh, silently, under the radar. A lot of uh, strategic cooperation. They do share uh, similar goals, primarily with um, countering the threat from Iran. It's uh, certainly something very significant because it dispels the long-held truism that normalization with uh, countries in the Gulf would depend on a two-state uh, Israel-Palestinian peace deal, or at least significant progress towards a two-state peace deal. So this agreement and this roadmap towards normalization 
is significant, but we can't um, blow it out of proportion because we need to remember that they were never at war. Uh, Barbara, as you mentioned just now, and I would like to go back to that uh, portion of it, uh, in your excellent program, Strictly Security, aired in 2017 on I-24, on parallel realities in the Mideast, you shared about this, Israel and UAE working behind the scenes in combating shared threats from Iran, sharing intelligence, and both working with Washington, D.C. in counter-terror and anti-proliferation programs. You also mentioned then that in 2017 that both sides wished a more open cooperation. Uh, Barbara, what was the reason to keep this good work behind the scenes for such a long time? Two things are at play here. First of all, the strife and the disagreements within the Gulf Cooperation Council. You know, there's issues with uh, Qatar, which hosts a significant American military presence, and that military presence is cooperating operationally with Israel, particularly against uh, the proliferation and uh, illicit shipment uh, of weaponry and uh, banned technology. So there is that disagreement within the GCC that has caused it to um, remain below the radar, but uh, also there is the issue of the Palestinians. And as long as Saudi Saudi Arabia uh, continues to make this connection, which was broken, at least um, by the UAE. A lot of this cooperation, satellite um, imagery exchanges, and literally sharing uh, of data that are um, gleaned from various sensors, this won't be above board until really the Saudis sign on. Barbara and Natasha, if I may add, Yaakov Katz, the Jerusalem Post editor-in-chief, shared an important point when he stated in one of his pieces, I quote, It was Obama's failed policy in the Middle East and his embrace of the regime in Iran, culminating in the 2015 nuclear deal that helped push Israel and the moderate Gulf states together, unquote. Barbara, on another important issue which has been brought to the forefront is that the U.S. is giving the green light to sell arms and to meet a new wish list of the UAE, which may include the sale of F-35 jets to the UAE and major arms deals as well. Now, Washington has affirmed that they will preserve Israel's qualitative military edge, also known by its abbreviation QME. The Trump administration has made this commitment to ensure Israel's QME. However, for some who value this important strategic long-term U.S.-Israel ties, there are questions about the future of this policy as we reflect on what transpired when the Obama administration embraced the regime in Iran. Barbara, what are your thoughts about these legitimate concerns as it relates to the qualitative military edge in the context of strengthened U.S., Israel, and UAE ties? And for our listeners in the United States, what are the options on the table that would ensure that Israel maintains its qualitative military edge? Excellent question, Joel. The thing about uh, Iran, definitely the joint um, comprehensive plan of action that was negotiated uh, by the Obama administration has driven like-minded Sunni states in the Arabian Gulf to coalesce around their shared threat. There's no getting around the fact that 
uh, as long as Shiite Iran continues to pose a threat to uh, the U.S. interests in the region and directly to Israel, or indirectly through its proxies, this cohesiveness and the shared strategic interest will just flourish. But I have to note that the cooperation between Israel and the UAE, uh, between Israel and uh, Qatar for, uh, to a lesser extent, Bahrain and Oman, these relationships um, have been formed over the past 20 or more years. They just got much more tailwind because of the deal with Iran. So it's something to be embraced about the QME, the Qualitative Military Edge, uh, which is inscribed in law that the U.S. is obliged to provide Israel with the means to defend itself by itself against any combination of regional foes. That is the definition by law, two, two laws actually, that, that characterizes the QME. But if you try to go beyond that and get some uh, details out of that, it really is given to interpretation. Now, it used to be in the 80s, in the 90s, that advanced U.S. Uh, sale of precision weaponry or fighter aircraft to an Arab state would automatically be looked upon negatively by Israel. At looking, it would be viewed as a deterioration of Israel's edge. But it is no longer this zero-sum game. Obviously, so many countries in the region are flying these advanced fourth-generation aircraft. I should mention that the UAE, the Emiratis, by the way, they're flying an F-16 with their own funded, super-advanced uh, uh, radar. I won't get too technical for your audience in America, but uh, the Emirati Air Force is very advanced. They are so technology-minded, just like Israel. And, but unlike Israel, they have the ability to bankroll joint ventures, joint research and development. And so th what this agreement, not only uh, from the geopolitical standpoint, uh, of its contribution to stability uh, in the region, uh, it also could be a boon to Israel. It can actually fortify, not erode, the qualitative mil military edge because it will lend itself to opportunities for the Israeli industry to sell their products um, in that region more openly, but more importantly, perhaps to get a partner in Abu Dhabi I'm following the conventions, the Republican convention this week and the Democratic convention earlier. I know that uh, the budget is spending, spending, spending. So this could be a very convenient and beneficial exit ramp for America that it will be supporting, supporting but not necessarily monetarily. Israel needs to negotiate those things with the United States, ways to compensate, ways to ensure for the long-term qualitative edge, and just not presume that it can veto or complain about uh, loss of an edge by the sale of a single system. Now, the Trump administration and the Pentagon stated that Qassam Soleimani, head of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, was responsible for mayhem in the Middle East and for the deaths of at least 608 American service members. 
On January 2nd, 2020, this past year, at the direction of President Trump, the U.S. military executed a precision strike that killed Soleimani in Baghdad. Barbara, will the Middle East experience reduced threats on the short-term or long-term due to the removal of Iran's Soleimani, known by America's leaders and perhaps in the region, as a terrorist. This was an amazing achievement for uh, the U.S. military and the Trump administration to finally remove this major uh, uh, maestro of uh, terrorism and instability in the region. His fingers were all over, with Syria trying to reverse American gains uh, in that country. In uh, Iraq, it's just uh, absurd what uh, Hezbollah um, and Soleimani's paramilitary forces have been able to really reverse all the blood and treasure that America has invested uh, in trying to stand up Iraq. So. Uh, this is to be welcomed. It's a coup, uh, uh, certainly a, f a major, major feather in the cap of the Trump administration. But you can cut off the head of a snake and enjoy a short respite while there's confusion. But there will be another snake that's waiting uh, to fill the vacuum. So uh, Iran will continue to remain a threat, not only of uh, its nuclear aspirations to become a nuclear power, but through its proxies all over the region. Agreement that brokered by the U.S., the uh, Emirati-Israeli agreement, it will further allow um, more open means of channeling uh, resources, intelligence assets, even personnel to compare notes so that they will know more about the planning and operational uh, situation of Iran's various proxy forces in the region. Jared Kushner is due to be here next week, and he's going to fly an Israeli delegation to uh, Abu Dhabi, and they will be discussing a number of um, bilateral issues. Many of them are commercial in terms of direct flights and um, relaxation of regulations involving uh, investments and setting up companies there, but no less important is the, uh, this joint drive to fortify cooperation with a prime focus, a laser-like focus, on the Iranian threat. Indeed, this is encouraging news uh, from the Middle East and what is transpiring, uh, the advancement of peace and stability in the region. This weekend on America's Roundtable, we were truly honored to be joined by Barbara Opel-Rome, and uh, she established the Israel Bureau of Defense News in, in Israel, as well as uh, Strictly Security, a program on I-24 News Network, which can be watched here in the United States on cable. Bob it is truly a great honor and a delight to have you join us on America's Roundtable. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Barbara. My pleasure. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I am Jolan Ansami, your co-host joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable brings together leading voices from business, government, media, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and via YouTube on International Leaders Summit. Visit iLeadersSummit.org.